What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas. I know it's been a few days, but it is the week of the Combine. I know everybody's excited about the Combine. You know, maybe not so much 49er fans, but uh, because we don't have a really, we don't really have a pick right now until the th end of the third round, but it's still the Combine. Football junkies like us are going, are going to be excited regardless, but this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And let's just get to the intro. Let's just get to it. What's going on? Once again, it is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. And welcome to this Monday. This get we're getting ready for the combine. And but before we even get started with anything, make sure that you like this video. Make sure that you give me a subscribe and make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be a be friends every day and every week. Uh, but and also, you can find this on, on anywhere where you can get your audio podcast. So don't forget about the audio. Like, uh, the, give me uh, some five-star reviews on wherever you get your audio podcast. It really helps the algorithm. It helps me get content out to you guys. So if you like the content, please give me those ratings. Please give me get get me those subscriptions. Like, because uh, the more subscriptions and stuff I get, the 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 more content I'm able to give you guys. So, uh, but with that being said, let's get into it. I'm super excited because it is combine time and and i heard uh i think it was peacock that said it uh earlier this morning that uh on uh, locked on, shout out to locked on shout out to eric crocker but it's it's always it's just this is my favorite for all of the the draft guys and uh and the Madden guys and like all the guys that like to that are big into the team building aspect of of football this is like our, almost our favorite favorite time of year, like even more so than the more so than the actual season, uh, like uh, because it's all about strategy and it's all about how do you build your team to get better than the last year. If you're a team that's close, how do you get over the hump? If you are a team that stinks, how do you get better and how do you get to the point where you're not getting fired as a coach and a GM? So a lot of this is. Uh, is just, I mean, it's just fascinating to watch. Like, and I swear I'd never use the word fascinating, but it's just, it, here we are. Uh, I want to shout out to to Damien. Appreciate you coming through, fam. Like, uh, you're a loyal listener. Appreciate you always. And but yeah, it is. It's it's just always just fun to to speculate and to think that what we can that we would make the better decisions than the uh and can we guess what they're gonna 
what they're going to do. 49ers make it difficult on us fans. Let's just be real. We never know what's going to happen. Uh, even when we think that they're going to zig, they always like to zag. And it just doesn't always, we, we always super anxiety level going through the roof come the, uh, come the season time and uh, until the season starts. And then somehow we end up in the NFC championship game and nobody knows how we got there, but it is what it is like. Uh, so I want to talk first about, about, of course, about the combine, because that's the name of the show inside the combine. So this is more so I wanted to go in, get into the combine, because I think people just think of the combine as a time where they get to to find out their favorite college players 40 time. They get to find out the shuttle times, all the little measurable things that uh, that do affect the draft. They do affect the draft. But at the same time, this is it's more importantly this is a time for GMs and coaching staffs to get together all in one place and kind of negotiate openly. <laughs> it's I know that they have the the owner meetings and like all that kind of stuff and yeah, they have those times, but the combine is a is when they they pretty much got there they they kind of know like uh, they're they're interested in in, uh, in pro- a lot of these teams are interested in improving their team and can they get a, t- a person off of another team that would be a key piece for them? And maybe, and then they're thinking about not having to give up too much to get that person. And how can they get, honestly, it's how can they get over on the other team? And maybe not necessarily get over on the other team, but how can you guys work together to get something that works mutually? It's mutually beneficial for both teams. And it's, but it's a, it's just a great time to watch the, uh, the chess the human chessboard and watch these 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 uh these teams just kind of try to one up one up each other and especially in in uh, combine time it's you can always point to combine time for at least one or two big trades and even with the uh, and and even stories for content creators it is a bevy a cornucopia dare i say the of of storylines and we are going to hear a ton of things uh, coming out of the combine. The team, just rumor mill teams. This guy, this coach was talking to this coach. This GM was talking to this GM, speculating because this this team is likely to cut this quarterback and uh, or cut this player, or maybe they want to trade him to get try and get something back. There's just so many. So many open storylines that can that are gonna happen because of two reasons. One is you got the the issue of like you know these are these are real speculations and real uh, real possibilities, and then the other one is the media is gonna make they're gonna fudge on some of the stories to make them seem more sensational than what they are. And let's just be real, but it's still still great content, still great uh, theater, and. But uh, yeah, I just love it. I love it. I love all of it. And uh, oh, platform two forty six in the house. Appreciate you coming through, brother. Uh, 49er, 49er uh, podcast family. The uh, and and he also says hit that like. Hey, you got to do what the man says. You know, like I mean, he obviously is a wise a wise guy. And like uh, and make sure that 
that you check out Platform 246's show. I know he has a show on YouTube also. Make sure you check him out. Give him a subscribe. Give him a follow that man on, on Twitter. And But I appreciate you coming through, man. Appreciate you. And and Damien, Damien loves Mike McGlinchey almost as much as I do. But uh, he says, I would hire McGlinchey just to fire him the next day. <laughs> and, yeah, it's – I think that we all – as far as McGlinchey goes, I mean, I'm not going to go on a rant about McGlinchey, but I know people are thinking that I even saw something on somebody's Twitter. I think it was today say saying, you know, there's speculation that they're going to try and restructure a lot of guys to, to, uh, to make space for him. And I just don't see it. I don't see it guys. Like, I mean, at what point are we just gonna, I, I think we got to realize that the man is gone now. Nothing is over until it's over, but I just can't see it. I think that's going to cost way too much, and they're going to maybe have to restructure some guys that they don't necessarily want to restructure. Like, uh, so let's let's just err on the side of caution. Let's just say that we're hoping that that's not going to happen, <laughs> and leave it at that. But it's the, uh, the but after the combine, you know. After the combine is all over, everybody's got their 40 time in, got the shuttle time in, all that good stuff. What does this do to free agency and how does it help these teams to prioritize who they want? Like, I think that the combine gives them a chance to see these guys in person. Um, they get to talk to them and and like interview them and get get an idea of where their head's at. And this it gives a it gives teams a better idea of do what do they want to do? Do they want to go and get uh and and just you know, maybe the guy that they thought they were gonna like in the draft, they talk to him and they say, Ah, that's probably not gonna be a good fit. So maybe I want to just go out and get a professional that's already that a guy that's already a professional, and I just want to go and fill that need through free agency. These are these are the conversations that are going to have to happen. And I know this is a 49ers uh, podcast, but the, the reality is, is all the teams are talking about this right now. They're all having these conversations. They've all got their lists of guys that they want to see during this combine and the ones that they want to talk to at this combine. And they're going to talk, they'll throw some smoke screens. They're going to talk to some people that they don't, not even necessarily interested in, but it's but they're but they're going to talk to them to make it seem make the other teams seem like you know think that they're interested i mean there's going to be a lot of gamesmanship so and i'm i'm here for all of it but <laughs> it's uh but yeah after the combine you know the, i think this is going to really cause some teams to go the free agent route that didn't necessarily think they were going to go the free agent route and and then likewise some teams are going to decide hey they may really like a guy that they think they can get in the later and maybe a couple of later rounds and, or even early on position to get that guy early on. And they may just decide, Hey, we're not going to go free agent. We're just going to go all in on this youngster. And not only is, could he be a linchpin for, for the future, but he can also save us a whole ton of money from being on a rookie deal. <laughs> so, so there's all kinds of different, different things that are going to be talked about different things that are going to be looked at by these teams. So there's just so many different angles to it. And that's what makes the combine so important.
And it's not, it's not just the 40 time. It's not just the, it's not just all the, uh, the height, weight and all the other stuff. These are all things that are going to play into how these teams view their, their open spots on their roster. So uh, I look at, um, I look at the 49ers when it comes to this and, you know, they've got, do they want to try and trade? They may decide that they want to trade up a little bit and get and sacrifice future assets uh, for uh, for a guy. Like uh, if they if they really decide they want to go after a guy, and because they've got so many third round picks this year and next year, uh, they can still do that. They can still move up, and it's it's going to be really it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting because last year we all thought that they were going to move up, and uh, move around in the draft and they stayed pat. They used all them picks and they turned them into good pieces. I mean, for the most, I don't think that there was necessarily a bust in any of the picks that they made last year. I mean, now we don't know what Nick Zakel is and we don't know what Kalia Davis is, but you can't be a bust in the sixth round. <laughs> so, and Nick Zakel, same th- like same thing. Like later, he came later on in the draft. I don't think that you can consider him a bust even if, even if he doesn't pan out, but, but I, I don't think Drake Jackson is a bust at all. Like, uh, and, uh, and I don't think, uh, I think he's flashed, uh, Sam Womack. I think that was a steal. Uh, I think that, uh, who was, uh, there was another guy, uh, Burford, Spencer Burford. That was a steal. I don't think anybody thought of Burford and I know, I know about, cause I know he's, he's going to talk about, to be about it later, but I know that uh, CJ Ruthless <laughs> says that you know he interviewed and I watched the interview. The interview was great uh, that CG Ruthless had with uh, with Spencer Burford before, but I didn't know I didn't know who he was, and I don't think a lot of people knew who he was before the draft. So it is it is what it is. But uh, you got uh, Damian says I would use multiple comp picks to get a legitimate big defensive tackle. I'm right there with you, but I would say that there are a couple of guys that are that are in their range right now that they could probably get staying pat where they are. And they don't really necessarily need to move up because you got to remember that uh, the, 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 the kind of defensive tackles that we need are not the ones that are going to go high. Uh, the ones that we need are going to be those run, those zero and one techniques, those run stuffers that you know can can develop into some pass rush moves like a like a DJ Jones. And so it it's not going to be. I don't think that we necessarily need to move up for a defensive tackle. There's a few guys that are in those that are going to be in those later rounds that can that that can be a factor. And honestly, we don't know what Kalia Davis is yet. So let's, and I'm sure that we're going to see some people in the combine. I'm sure that we're going to hear about these guys because, you know, as the combine days go, go by, guess what it's going to do to all the mock drafts. They're going to go all over the place. (laughs) All everybody's going to be, it's going to change the algorithm. And then guys are going to go earlier than we thought they were going to go. And then that's going to force some other guys down, which, I'm hoping is what happens for the offensive line as far as the offensive line goes. But, uh, oh, Eric's in the building. Appreciate you coming through, fam. Like uh, the resident Seattle Seattle fan. Don't don't hate him because because he's yeah he's one of the the few Seattle fans that we 
that we all love in the in the 49er community. Uh, and uh, yeah, Damon said I meant nose tag. Yeah, no, I know. Like uh, I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I think that 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 traditional nose tackle, you know, we don't need a world beater. Uh, I, as far as I'm concerned, we need that DJ Jones type. And remember, we got DJ Jones in what the sixth round. So it's uh, like it's entirely possible to find. I think what we need is just a guy that's stout against the run and that can develop. Uh, maybe has some some raw potential because we have the one X factor that most teams don't have. And that's Chris Kasurik. He's, he is great at, uh, at developing these guys and getting and training them up. So yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that that, that that's what, what happens. Uh, Bebop in the house. Appreciate you coming through brother. He says, yo, 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 but uh, appreciate you coming through, man. And Damien says, since Kinlaw is good at bullying little people like Grant Cone, he should get a job at elementary school controlling kids. Hey, that would be the scariest, uh, scariest preschool teacher you have ever met in your life. I mean, think about how small you are as a child and seeing this gargantuan male with a squirrel. Uh, I'm not even going to take it there, but like, but yeah, this man took a picture with a squirrel hanging from his mouth. Like uh, that, that is that would keep me up at night as a child, you know. But but yeah, it it's going to be a very interesting combine. It always is, and I think the more we get as content creators get involved with the combine and with all these off season activities, uh, the more storylines just present themselves, and we're gonna be having buku stuff to talk about for the foreseeable future but uh, i want to talk a little about the, about the restructures because i see a lot of a lot of people out there talking about you know we should restructure this guy we shouldn't restructure that guy the reality is is restructures are really for your prime, your guys that are in their prime the guys that have proven that they're they're around for the long haul and uh, that's why you see a lot of qbs get restructured uh, that's why, especially like the, the franchise quarterbacks, they restructure their deal like almost every year just to create cap space for the team uh, because that's a safe bet that they're going to be back. So you want those guys that are that, you know, are going to be back because literally speaking, you're just kicking the kicking the can. I mean, it's it's such a tired reference at this point, but you're kicking the can the cost down the road and to another year and you're you're making uh you're going to be paying. I think we're still paying D Ford right now. So that, that it's just an aspect, uh, a way for guys to uh, teams to save, to kind of make space for other guys. But I would say that, that when, when we're talking about the 49ers per se, you've got a few guys on the roster that on out there right now that I could see them restructuring like, uh, but anybody hitting, 30 years old, like uh, somebody with an injury history, I I would not, I would not restructure. And I think that they have to be kind of choosy with what they do. Uh, Trent Williams getting up there in age. Uh, Kittle has had his injury issues. Now he was, this last season was probably one of the healthiest, one of his healthier seasons. Uh, And I can't really put a finger on why, why that would have been, but, I mean, I think they used him more as a weapon, and I think that actually kept him a little healthier than normal. But he he's another guy that I probably wouldn't restructure 
uh, because because of his past injury issues, the fact that he's going to be 30 soon, it's yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't like the idea. Like Eric Armstead, everybody's talking about restructuring him, and I and I just I don't get it. I don't get it. I think that I think that that's something that you got to save for those guys like Warner. Uh, Shavarius Ward just started his deal. Like he's young. You, you're young players that are linchpins that are going to be here, that are going to be here. Um, yeah, I would say Warner, you've got uh, Shavarius Ward, you've got, um, you got, I mean, well, Nick Bosa is about to get extended. So like that's going to free up a whole bunch of space. I mean, they, they've got, they've got some pieces like, uh, they, I mean, they just paid, uh, they just paid Greenlaw. Like, I mean, he even, I'd have to look at it, but he might even free you up some space. So you just got to think about, about some of those things. Uh, (laughs) Bebop says, uh, Kinlaw looks scary, but soft at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of I, I tend to agree with you guys. Like I think that that whole situation with Grant was a little was a little bush league in my opinion. Like I mean, he's like three times Grant's size, if not four times. And I mean, I mean, what did you gain from that? Grant Grant's just paid to report. Like, uh, and I mean, he's just giving his opinion, and you're taking it personal. So, it, I mean, you're giving him more. You're actually helping Grant when you do that. So. Uh, if you were trying to do anything against him. So I, I, yeah, I just don't see the point, but it is what it is. Like that whole situation is over now. Right. So, but I mean, back to the combine, the, the, as far as, as far as the restructures go, like I said, I think that they can, they can free up a whole bunch of space just off of the guys I just mentioned, uh, the Warners and the various sports. And then, and then when they, redo Nick Bosa's deal, that's going to free up a whole bunch of space. So I think that this is going there. I think that the 49ers are going to be able to re-sign their key guys as well as, uh, as well as a couple of free agents. I don't think they're going to break the bank uh, as far as the free agents go. I think that they may bring in one guy and, but I don't think that it's going to be a big splash. I think that he, they might bring in one significant, like a starter level player. I don't know where it's going to be at, but I think they might bring in one uh, and they might bring in two, but I think it's going to probably be, it's going to be two at the most. And I, I don't think it's going to be as splashy as people want because the 49ers don't do that. And it's uh, from time to time. I mean, I think everybody was surprised by the CMC thing, but but yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be splashy. So uh but the restructures, yeah, sh- it, you just got to have common sense. You got to have common sense. Don't don't go out of your comfort zone 49ers by uh trying to copy what the Rams and these other team and the Saints uh do and they kept doing that to the point to where they were 100 million over the cap uh because they weren't because they were just so interested in going all in with these uh, with these guys and now look at the Rams like I mean you want is that what you want you want to be uh you want to somehow let's let's say that they don't win and then you still end up uh having to let go of key players and you end up I mean back at the bottom just because you were so intent on on spending that money like I just don't 
I, I don't think that that's a good plan. I think the 49ers have the right plan. They're right there. They're just the quarterback away. And uh, I don't think, I think that that is the way the 49er fans have to look at it. But uh, the last thing I'm going to talk about before we get, uh, before we get out of here is, so I saw a lot of things today about quarterbacks, about backup quarterbacks. And I think people have to realize that we have to remember that these are that this is going to be a third stringer. They might like depending on what happened with with Purdy, depending on what happens with that surgery, the the guy might the, uh he might have to be a backup, but I think that this is this is going to be Trey's team. This is this guy's is is going to be a third stringer at the end of the day. And could things happen to where they have to play? Yes. But I don't think that they should, the 49ers are going to spend a whole bunch of money on a backup quarterback, on the guy that's probably going to be third string. The, I, I don't see it. Like uh, I, I, re- I really, 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 really like the Matt Ryan idea uh, that uh, Peacock and Eric Crocker were talking about. I am fully all in on that idea because – this is a man, Matt Ryan. He, no, is he? Is he the Matt Ryan of old? No, obviously, obviously not. But would he be in a system that he recognizes? Yes. Could he help the Brock Purdy's and the Trey Lance? More importantly, could they? Could he help those guys understand the reads and have more confidence in their reads? Help help them along with with Brian Greasy, who has done a masterful job with these guys. I don't think we got really got a chance to see what Brian Greasy's uh, effect was going to be on Trey. I think that this is the season that we're going to see it. And, and if that's the case, and then you've got Matt Ryan helping him also just, you know, helping him along with his reads, helping him along with his timing uh, and working on him with it, even, you know, he could even help him being a veteran presence, helping him with his footwork, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, those are the things that a vet could bring and a guy that's been in Shanahan's system, like knowing already where those guys need to be. I mean, of course, they'd probably change the verbiage up, but at the same time, it's I think that that is the best case scenario because we're not wanting to bring a guy in that is going to we don't want him to start. Whoever we bring, whoever the 49ers bring in, they don't want him to ha- end up having to start. This is a guy that's just like a, a case of emergency break the glass. But I don't want him starting. I don't know about y'all, but uh, I want I want Trey to get in there, get his reps, uh, prove that he that he's got what it takes to be our starter going forward. So this guy needs to come in to, with the thought process of being a mentor and being a a person that can uh, just an extension of the coaching staff. That's, that's really it. So I think Matt Ryan is my prime candidate. I have no problem. My, my number two behind him. And people are going to think that this is kind of a way far departure, but I mean, in reality speaking, Matt Ryan is the only one that I feel like could be an actual mentor to Trey and Brock. Like as far as this system goes, he's the only guy really out there that could, that could, fill that role. Uh, people are looking at uh, Marcus Mariota, Marcus Mariota and thinking that that's what, no, absolutely not. That guy's terrible. I don't care what anybody says. Marcus Mariota, Mariota is terrible. 
I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't agree with anybody that says that, uh, that, you know, he's, he's okay. He's not okay. He does not, he does not, uh, he is not a good thrower of the football and not. And when I say not good, a good thrower of the football, his reads are terrible. Like, uh, and I think that, that he's a guy that would, that could possibly struggle in this, in, the uh, picking up Shanahan's offense, even though it's supposed to be quarterback friendly. I think that he might struggle because he really wants to be a running back and, but he's, he's going to get hurt. So, so it is what it is, but Sam Darnold is my number two. And I've been, I said, Sam Darnold. And before anybody says anything like this is the thing I said, Sam Darnold last week, I said, Matt Ryan last week, I'm just bringing them up again because we're still talking about the backup quarterback spot. But this is not a this is not something that I heard on the other shows. This is something that uh, that I've been talking about for a minute, and I think Sam Darnold is a good fit just because he's 25. He's got he's got ability. He's got ability. He's never had a good coaching staff ever. Never. He's never had a good coaching staff. He's never had uh, an offensive line, even something resembling an offensive line. He's never had that. So I think coming into a and like I said, we don't want him to start. But if it, let's say that he absolutely that he has to, uh, I think the 49ers have a good enough squad around him and a good enough coaching staff to where they could make him viable. And I, I just think it's possible. Like, uh, so that would be my number two. Number three, my number three would be Heineke. Uh, I like Heineke. I, I want, honestly, I want to pick him. Uh, I wanted to put him in number two, but I think that he's going to go back to the Washington. That's why I didn't put him in my number two is because I think he's going to go back to Washington. I think all this whole off season, he's been really kind of, uh, he's been really kind of just, doubling down on Washington and just kind of uh, making sure everybody knows he wants to be there. So I just think that that's, that's not going to be an option and that Carson Wentz, the people that bring up Carson Wentz. Okay. <laughs> this guy is, there is no reason to ever bring Carson Wentz into the 49ers locker room. In my opinion, I don't care how much talent he used to, he, he has, he has a really good arm. He can run, he can move around a little bit, but the guy, he's terrible. And not only is he terrible, like, uh, but not only is Carson Wentz terrible, but he's a cancer also, in my opinion. It, I don't think it's a coincidence that, that, that his, the teams that he's on just don't seem to rally around him ever. And they, they almost all rally around his backup. I just think that's weird. I don't think that that's something you want to bring into your locker room. That's my per that's my personal opinion. I don't know the man. He might be a really nice guy. I might be completely off on, the, but I'm telling you from what I see, what I see is, is the, the facts that you saw what happened in Washington. Heineke started, uh, when he started games, the whole team started rallying around that kid. Uh, when he was in, when he was in Philly, same thing. The whole team started rallying around uh, the other guy that ended up winning the Super Bowl. 
uh, like uh, the the uh, the what other team do you play on the Colts? Like uh, I mean, not it wasn't that he was just ter- It wasn't that he was terrible on the Colts, but he just I mean he he crapped the bed at at, at just inopportune times, and I just don't think that he ever took a hold of that locker room. And I mean, it was to the point to where to where they just wanted him gone. They, I mean, they traded him out of there after one season. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. I, I just, I just don't, I don't want that guy in my locker room. Uh, and I might be short sighted on it, but, but, uh, but I don't think I am. Damien asks before we get out of here, would you be looking at a tight end? I am absolutely looking at a tight end in the draft. Uh, Sam Laporta is a guy that I'm from Iowa is a guy that I'm looking at right now. Um, there's, there's actually a couple of guys, uh, but that, that I am absolutely not prepared to bring up right now, but, but the, he is Sam Laporta is a guy that's almost a carbon copy in my mind of Kittle. And, uh, they almost think of him the same in a similar fashion. So, I would look out for Sam Laporta. He's probably going to end up going much higher than us, and we would have to move up to get him, which is probably means we're not going to get him. But there's some other tight ends in this draft that are going to be available that are actually pretty decent and are good blockers. There's a lot of good blockers in this one. So, But with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. This is the Monday episode, first episode. You know, we're trying to keep the, the shows short so I, I can bring you more shows. And But... Once again, enjoy combine time. Enjoy the uh, uh, all the new storylines that are about to hit uh, starting tomorrow because you know it's coming. It's about to be an avalanche of content. So make sure you guys like the video. Make sure that you give me a subscribe. Make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend that uh, so that we can be friends every week. We're trying to really trying to build this community. I appreciate all the guys in the chat that came through bebop damien uh platform 246 uh beat did i say bebop i think i said i'm gonna say bebop again and uh all my people out there like uh 49er podcast with beto everybody like appreciate all you guys for supporting like uh the the channel is growing uh like uh we're just we just we just want to bring more people to the family that's all good that's all it comes down to but you can see this on youtube you can see it on twitter you can watch on Facebook as well as listen to, if you don't feel like looking at this face, then you can always hear it on anywhere where you can get your audio podcast. Don't forget to give me a five-star rating on that so we can affect that algorithm. And once again, like uh, I will see y'all tomorrow, but before we get out of here, we always got to leave y'all with the go Niners. <laughs>